0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Ace on Music. I'm your host, Ace, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sean. Hello. So it's been a little while. It's been a little while since we put one of these out, and I thought we would kick off our first return show by doing a little explaining. So uh, you first of all notice it's just Sean and I now. Uh, The reality is that our producer, Mark, has a very successful business doing podcasts for all kinds of companies, and it just it became too difficult to shoehorn our show into his enormously busy schedule but you may see him show up here once in a while as a guest on our show but uh that is more or less where we're going to and to and to kick things off we also are now shooting in this new location this is one of the rooms in my home and uh, over the last few weeks we've re re shall we say redone this room in order to prepare for for this very purpose and uh, so it's kind of exciting for us too surrounded by all of my knickknacks and things like that and maybe one day we'll give you a look around but for now this is where we'll be doing our shows from now on so in the uh, last several months that we've been away there's of course been a lot of things going on in the music industry both on and off most of them focusing around coronavirus and how the world at large is dealing with this. And I mean, I personally um, used to go to shows all the time. I know that, Sean, you were the same way. We would go to shows together all the time. Yes. But, you know, that really hasn't been a safe thing to do uh, as of late. But things are opening up and think, uh, you know, it's, it's now down to a it seems that i know more people who have had the virus rather than people who haven't had the virus and but still i've i've only been to one show since the uh, coronavirus situation did i i did go see one of my favorite bands the residents perform and uh, actually i took sean for the first time
1: yeah it was my first resident show pop my cherry <laughs> and,
0: you know i have to commend it to the venue they did they did a lot of things to keep us safe you had to prove that you were vaccinated to get in with you know and, and also show id that it was your vaccination card not somebody else's and they had people patrolling the venue during the show making sure that everybody kept their masks on and all that it was it was a pleasant experience but From my conversations with friends and with Sean, who's been to several shows more than I have, that was an anomaly. That is not normally uh, what you expect. Now, you've been to some big, big shows, and you've been to some smaller shows. Maybe tell me a little bit about your experiences on that front.
1: Well, definitely nerve-wracking. Sometimes, you know, just by human nature, force of habit, you just tend to go back in your ways and talk to people and get close and then you know after the show you're kind of thinking about well gee that was dumb." <laughs> so so you know you try to be as conscious as possible you know but uh, i did i've only been to a few shows i can't even remember them right now but um yeah everything's just been you know i'm i'm pretty good at keeping my distance and stuff and you know
0: well you went you went you've been to the two extremes i mean two of the shows that jump off the top of my head here is you saw the Rolling Stones oh, at, yes. at the SoFi. Yes. And you also saw Glenn Danzig do a very small, intimate show at a, at, at a theater. So what...
1: Danzig Sings
0: Elvis. Yeah, what, what was your basic different impressions about the two situations?
1: Well, the obvious one is that um, the Danzig Sings Elvis was more of a private event. Uh, we did get VIP tickets, so we were up front at our own table we had to share it with a couple which you know it was probably in proximity of six feet but you know we all talked and we all agreed that we were vaccinated and we all wore a mask so we all uh respected each other's space uh rolling stones a little more a little different a lot of people didn't give a crap you know uh but luckily where i was sitting uh the people outside of me were wearing a mask and they weren't sitting there shouting and stuff and uh you know, even if they did, uh, you know, what can you do? It's, you know, I'm triple vax now, so I wasn't too worried, and I caught the virus, so I, I feel, you know, like, well, you know, hopefully I have some immunity so it didn't bother me too much.
0: But, Fair enough. Yeah. So there's also been some things that have happened in the music industry with regards to this over the last, uh, you know, six months or so. The biggest one that maybe most people aren't aware of Is that there has been a large percentage of the tickets that have been bought for shows that aren't being redeemed in other words people are buying tickets to shows and then not going to the show and in depending on the market it can be as high as 30% of people who had tickets and just didn't show so I mean how does that affect things well speaking from a business side of things the Revenue that's generated from things like ticket sales is really not the principal form of income for say for a promoter. You take a company like say Live Nation, if they're putting on a show in Great West Forum or whatever, they're making most of the money they get from the ticket sales more or less is paying for the artist to be there. That's how they generate the fee the artist gets to be there. Where Live Nation really racks it in is parking the, you know, when you go buy a beer or a hot dog, when you buy a T-shirt, all those sorts of things are—they get a cut of, or they're running the concession or whatever. And that's where their real money is. So, if 30% of the people are not showing up, that's 30% of the people who aren't buying beer, who aren't buying hot dogs, who aren't buying T-shirts, and their revenue just just goes down. So, they're and and they're seeing this a lot more in older patrons as opposed to the younger people younger people you know aren't as afraid of the virus and that sort of thing so they're they're showing up and they're going to the shows and and that sort of thing but older people eh, you know they they're more worried about it so but um things are starting to open up and um things are getting better we'll the the reality is, is that we're learning to live with the virus and we're learning how we can get along with it and And shows are going to come back I mean they have to you know they really have to now there have been other things that we've experienced during this time which I thought were noteworthy and probably the biggest one for me and I know for Sean was um, there is a a, uh, exhibit held in Los Angeles it was here for a couple of months I think it was called their mortal remains and it was all about the history of Pink Floyd and it was at the Vogue Museum down in, in, uh, in, De- in Hollywood. And basically, it was a very deep look into the history of Pink Floyd. I mean, they had everything. They had original costumes, original posters. They had instruments. They had stage props. They, it was just, it, it took us a good two, two and a half hours just to walk through it. And there was some very clever ways that they uh, that they did things like, I may be a noob at this sort of thing, but I was impressed by. They had these video monitors that somehow had motion detectors that realized that when you were coming close, they would start playing the video that was accompanying the area that you were that you were checking out. And there was some other neat things in there. I mean, just things that you don't even really think about, like in the section for momentary lapse of reason or A Delicate Sound of Thunder, they had, you know, one of the beds with the light bulb men mannequins yeah. sitting on them, which I thought was just ultimately cool. I immediately thought, I want one of those for my home. But more than that, it was nice to hear or read and hear the stories about various things that you don't ever really think about, you know, like some of the challenges that they had behind making and doing certain things that we've now taken for granted or just the pure costs of doing it or you know i've been as regular viewers of the show know we're both big fans of storm thorgeson's cover art that he does mm-hmm. and he's of course made his bones with pink floyd having grown up with them and everything but his complete insistence on doing everything for real and not using photoshop has caused some real headaches for that band over the years like you remember the story about the beds, did you read that whole section? Yeah,
1: the, yeah. That's, uh, there's uh, on the new video of the momentary lapse the of reason, there's a, a kind of a making documentary on it, which is pretty cool. I'm going to talk about that.
0: But I mean, if you look in, in the liner notes or on the back, I think it's on the back of the album, all of those beds that they had on the beach, those aren't photoshopped. They, yeah. they, they went and Where'd found we what was 500 or, or, or some astronomical number of these old Victorian hospital beds and they set them up on the beach. <laughs> And what was worse is on the first day it got, it started to rain when they were just about done and they had to take everything back yeah. off and wait till it stopped raining. But
1: it's funny when I was a kid, when that album came out, I was getting high and looking at the, the cover and I was wondering if it was a painting or real. But yeah. eventually your mind goes, you know, that's real. That's got to be real. Doing, I think the, the funniest Storm.
0: story from one of Storm's that, that was. Exemplified by, I think, somebody who was either his assistant or something did a, in a video interview. They were talking about the cover of "Wish You Were Here," which, of course, has the two men shaking hands, where one man is on fire. And that man really is on fire. And they would put him in a—he was a stunt man. He was in a protective suit, and you know, they would basically go, "Okay, ready for the photo?" And they would run in, set him on fire, and the guys would shake hands, and they'd snap, 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 and then Storm would say, "No, no, didn't get the one I wanted." They'd reset the whole thing up, and apparently, like on the sixth time, the wind shifted just as they started to do the handshake, and the flames blew back in the in the stuntman's face, and he said, "Right, I'm done. <laughs> That's it. Either you got it or you don't." <laughs> right. I think
1: I believe that was done at Warner Brother Studios.
0: Yeah, yeah, in, in Burbank, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd heard that from a few different people, so. Um. So yeah, I mean, that was an exciting exciting thing to go see. I really enjoyed it. It was here for a few months. It got kept getting delayed because uh shipping the material uh, it was also in London previously, and getting the material shipped over here because they have to do it by ship. Um, I don't know if you're aware of the problems with with uh the, the loading docks and such things, but it was there was constant delays because of that. But it did eventually make it, and it was well worth it. If I don't know what their plans are about moving it to other cities, but if you're a Pink Floyd fan and you get a chance to see this thing, it's well worth the time and the money. Trust me on that. And the gift store had some awesomely cool things. If you're a, a Pink Floyd fan, I know I dropped... Probably more money than I probably should have, <laughs> there, but, but uh yeah, but yeah, so but uh yeah, I mean, uh we're having we during the the pandemic, we've also continued from our own business point of view, we've continued having some of our artists working on on you know using the time to to flex their creative muscles, and like, for example, a lot of our artists, we've had Saxon and Uriah Heep and Black Star riders all record albums that uh, the Saxon one is out now but the uh, other two Uriah Heep and Black Star Riders those will come out in the new year. Uh, Ricky Warwick did a new solo record that came out uh, last February that was really well received and uh, so we've been trying to make good on the time and you know we're slowly starting to get some shows and fingers crossed that uh, this summer We'll start seeing the festivals happening again. So, but, um, you being such a huge music fan, how have you flexed your music muscle over the course of the pandemic?
1: Are you uh, asking me? Yeah. Oh, um, you know, I've been focusing on myself really like, yeah, I built my little studio in my room and I've been, you know, just focusing on that really just myself and music. Cause I, I, I am a musician i play you know music myself i'm a drummer so uh, just trying to get all my personal stuff together that i never had time to do was you know it's definitely something i've been trying to occupy my time with you know with staying home a lot you know
0: well what i think you're going to start seeing um i know there's a lot of bands that have been recording albums during this pandemic but most of them have been holding off releasing it mm-hmm. mostly because in today's day and age the reason that you make records for the most part is to give you a reason to tour and of course because of covid touring was just not on the table so a lot of them are holding off and you're starting you're probably starting to see it now where the bands are starting to come out with new records because it's you know it's allowed for them to go on the road and support them now i know that I saw Magnum, and Slash, and a bunch of other ones that are about to come out, and, and Foo Fighters just put one out a little while ago, and so, really cool stuff, really, really neat stuff. So, But moving forward, um, I'll ask this of you, because you go to more shows than I do, do you now, does coronavirus still play into your thought process of deciding whether or not you're going to go to a show, if you hear one advertised?
1: Um, it depends like where, where the seating is and who I'm going with and uh, yes it does to answer your question directly yes I, I do make a decision on that but I am not going to live my life in fear I'm going to go out and enjoy myself while I can you know so it, it all depends you know plus now finances are a lot different with music not happening as much and not as much work as we normally have yeah. so definitely it's Going to be far and few in between of shows and handpicking for sure. You know. I mean,
0: I've seen some pretty interesting schemes being put forward by various promoters all over the world. Like I know that uh, one, one I can't remember what country it was, but somewhere they had dogs that were trained that could smell the coronavirus. So they would, everybody that came into the venue would, would uh, have to get you know basically sniffed over by a dog and if you passed then you could go in and if you didn't then on your bike. Um, With the advent of home disposable COVID tests I think that as they become more and more available and more and more reasonable in price you'll probably see more and more testing going on as people come into a venue you may be asked to take a COVID test and you know, stay in a waiting area for fifteen minutes until the results show up. And if you're clean, then on your you know go on in. And if not, then maybe another day. So, and of course, that cost will probably end up being added to the ticket price. So, <laughs> just know that. Right. <laughs> anyway,
1: they'll find a way to make it happen. I'm sure. It's, it might take time.
0: Yeah, but for the you know, it's starting to happen now. The music business is is. Is slowly coming back and I'm hoping that uh, we'll start seeing more and more positive things and learning how to deal with these situations but in any case we're back the show is back we're gonna start doing them from this location and see how it goes and um, so if you have any requests for things you want us to talk about or if you have any questions about any things we have discussed You can send uh, emails to us or you can leave comments on the YouTube channel or go into the patreon.com thing and uh, and we're also very active there so until the next episode we hope you all take care of yourselves and we'd love to hear some of your concert your during the the uh, recent times concert experiences so until next time